This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, OPM answers some frequently asked questions about federal employees' surprise day off. Congress directs Social Security to rethink its plan for a major telework program. And President Trump makes his pick for a major cybersecurity opening. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Some clarification for the president's surprise day off on December 24th. The Office of Personnel Management says the day off is paid and federal employees won't be charged leave for the day. Employees who had previously scheduled leave for the 24th won't be charged. Employees who can't reschedule use or lose leave before the end of the year will forfeit the time, but those who do work on the 24th will receive holiday premium pay. Congress is urging the Social Security Administration to reinstate its telework program for operations employees. The 2020 minibus includes language instructing SSA to come up with a new telework plan. The agency ended its telework program for some 11,000 operations employees last month. SSA Commissioner Andrew Saul has said that he made the decision to better address the agency's ongoing customer service challenges. 137 members of the Senior Executive Service were honored this week with Presidential Rank Awards. This year's winners contributed groundbreaking research, discovered new star systems, modernized their agency's IT systems, and managed during the longest government shutdown in U.S. history. Meritorious Rank Awards go to 5% of the SES. Distinguished Rank Awards go to just 1% of senior executives. President Trump moves quickly to fill a key cyber role at DHS. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has the details. Brian Ware will be the new Assistant Director for Cybersecurity at the Department of Homeland Security. President Trump announced his intent to appoint Ware yesterday to replace Jeanette Manfra, who announced earlier this month that she's leaving for a private sector job in January. Ware currently serves as the Assistant Secretary for Cyber, Infrastructure, and Resilience Policy at DHS. In that role, he leads department-wide efforts to reduce critical infrastructure risks as well as focusing on cybersecurity, federal network security, and countering cybercrime. I'm Jason Miller. The Small Business Administration is one step closer to new permanent leadership. The Senate Small Business Committee approved U.S. Treasurer Jovita Carranza to replace former SBA Administrator Linda McMahon, who stepped down in April. During her hearing, Carranza said she would focus on cybersecurity support for small businesses and implement a woman-owned small business certification program if confirmed. Her nomination now heads to the full Senate for a final vote. It's looking like the Space Force is going to become a reality, but the service may not be getting all it wants from Congress for the holidays. Federal News Network's Scott Massioni reports. Congress is playing it safe when it comes to the newest military branch. The Space Force will only get about half of the $72 million it requested in 2020 under the spending deal unveiled by lawmakers earlier this week. The 2020 Defense Authorization Bill establishes the new military service, which will treat space as a warfighting environment. Some lawmakers are still skeptical of the need for the force as its own entity. The spending deal reflects that by requiring the Air Force Secretary to give Congress a month-by-month spending plan for the $40 million that would be appropriated to the service. I'm Scott Massioni. It may be time to rethink the Defense Department's top personnel role. 
Jimmy Stewart, who had been serving as Undersecretary of Defense for Personnel and Readiness, recently stepped down. The job has only been filled for eight months over the past five years. Military analysts like Todd Harrison of the Center for Strategic and International Studies and Mackenzie Eaglin of the American Enterprise Institute think the 2021 budget process is the perfect time for DOD to reconsider the undersecretary role. Harrison and Eaglin say there are too few qualified candidates for the position and it is languishing in the vacancies. The armed services face a new lawsuit over former service members' records. Federal News Network's Tom Temin has more. Under law, Army, Navy, and Air Force boards have 18 months to decide on requests by veterans to have their service records corrected. The class action lawsuit claims the services routinely take much longer. The National Veterans Legal Service Program filed the suit in U.S. District Court, saying the lack of timeliness violates the Administrative Procedures Act and veterans' rights to due process. A wrongful discharge status can deprive a veteran of services from the Veterans Affairs Department. I'm Tom Temin. The Defense Department inks two helicopter contracts worth $1 billion combined. Boeing and Sikorsky Aircraft will each receive a little more than $500 million. Boeing will remanufacture Apache helicopters to be used for foreign military sales. Sikorsky is on the hook for building new Blackhawks. The final two telecommunications service providers under the Enterprise Infrastructure Solutions contract received cybersecurity approval from the General Services Administration. GSA granted the authority to operate to Mettel and Granite Telecommunications, meaning all nine vendors have met a key milestone under EIS. And on the heels of that approval, the U.S. Mint awarded Mettel a task order under EIS to consolidate existing contracts around a range of communication services. A bill aimed at encouraging federal agencies to adopt electric vehicles in their fleet has passed the Senate. The Charging Helps Agencies Realize General Efficiencies Act would require the GSA to allow vehicle charge cards to be used to pay for electronic vehicle recharging. Senators Gary Peters and Rob Portman, the bill's sponsors, said the bill would help save federal money on fuel costs. And a State Department employee and his wife have been indicted for selling counterfeit merchandise in the U.S., all from a government computer at the U.S. Embassy in Seoul, Korea. The Justice Department accuses Gene Thompson of setting up online accounts on his issued computer to sell fake handbags back in the U.S. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One, and follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. 